Welcome to the Vision Guide podcast series, where we help people and organizations to create and implement a clear vision of their futures. Hello, I'm David Stannard, the Vision Guy. Welcome to this episode one of Let's Get Visual podcast. Today, we're going to look at what I call the success trifecta of mission, vision, and passion. As some of you may already know, I have long advocated the use of a clear organizational vision. And through self-observation and work with selected clients, I've noticed powerful results that have come from not only having a vision, but more specifically, a picture vision. That is a vision for any family, person, organization, or business. It seemed to me that the picture part, in other words, the representation of that vision drawn as a picture, when combined with its daily use, publication and communication, seemed to give some very special and great performance results. And I wanted to learn more so that I could share this knowledge with others such that they they too could bring success, as they wanted to define it, to their lives and organizations. I don't claim to be the world's most prolific reader, but as I discuss and share my experience, I've come to learn that maybe I have actually read a few more books than than many other leaders. And I do continue to read as I travel and listen to at least one full audio book per month. Leaders are readers. In my office here, I have over 200 books, but in none of them could I find the answer to any of the questions. Why do visions drawn in a picture format, the so-called picture vision format, seemingly have so much leadership impact? In short, why did they work better than the conventional business school words on walls model? Let me share a story of my experience. One day I was standing at the whiteboard in my job role office, talking on the phone to a leader of a high-performance business network organisation here in Australia. And we were sharing the whys and wheres of some specific organisation, including my own, and trying to decode their successful DNA. Three thoughts and ideas emerged. And as these three emerged... I started to draw them on the office whiteboard. And I drew them as three overlapping circles in what traditionally would be called a Venn diagram. I don't know whether Venn diagrams are still in school curricula, but I recall them as being, and look at them now, as a very powerful pictorial representation of of ideas. Those three ideas, those three themes that we noted were as follows. Number one, a strong purpose or why, or reason for that organization. Secondly, a clear direction of where they were going. And thirdly, a high level of passion, commitment, and skill. As I talked on the phone, and I looked at the three circles, I gave them each a title. The first theme around purpose and why I labeled as mission. The second, about direction, I called vision. And the third one, commitment and skill, I wrote passion. 
That was the start of the mission, vision, passion model, what I call the trifecta for success. And that drawing that I photographed directly from the whiteboard can be found now on our Facebook page, on the Vision Guy Facebook page, or on our LinkedIn page. As I continued the conversation, I observed, as with most overlapping three-circle Venn diagrams, that at the centre, there is an area where the three circles fully overlap into a small little section. I coloured it in bright red and named it the sweet spot. That is the place where all three competencies come together and interact, making the magic happen right there. I could see the immediate power that would be there for an organisation, family or group, and that without any one of those three ingredients, the success or result would just not be the same. A key component would be missing. And I'd like to come back to those circles and the missing parts in another podcast sometime later. And there is a lot to learn from that explanation and that interpretation. I've become very passionate about the trifecta for success. So much so that I've decided to dedicate chapter one of my third book called Let's Get Visual to that topic. The chapter is called The Trifecta, Why Visions, Missions and Passions Are All Important. Let me just read for you the first three pages of that chapter in the book. Here we go. Harvest Day is like no other day at Paradise Rescued in Cardon, Bordeaux. It is the culmination of one or many seasons of work in the vineyard, during which we never forget that pruning and the overall care of a vineyard in one particular season can have a significant effect several years into the future. It is also a time of local celebration for the niche sustainability strategy that has maintained the heritage of a rural community. Local villagers, customers, team members, contractors, shareholders and stakeholders from all corners of the globe come together to pick the grapes and set in motion an exciting new vintage of award-winning organic Bordeaux wine. No matter what the early autumn weather presents, the team is in good spirits. Energised by hot coffee, served with fresh croissant or chocolatine, our international team goes to work with dedication, precision and laughter as the sun comes up. Their goal is a common one, to cut, pick and separate the best and healthiest fruit from the mid-vineyard and deliver it to the winery, undamaged where it will be destemmed and gently crushed before it is loaded into the stainless steel vats, ready to start the making of a new wine. The higher the quality of the fruit, harvest and wine, the better the celebration for all concerned. It sounds like a fairy tale of collaboration, the kind of thing one wants to read about in all businesses, teams and organisations, but we rarely do. No one factor alone can create this alignment. Hey David, when is the patron going to start work today? Comes the cry in French from one of our neighbours and good friends. My role on harvest day as patron, that's the boss or the owner, is mixed, varied and most definitely without a job description. It is the team's strong preference, mine too, that I am there on site at the property. 
Other circumstances have sometimes prevented this from happening, but is clearly where I should be and want to be as the leader. The question is shouted in jest and enjoyed by all as the laughter echoes across the Cabernet Franc vineyard. My role on the day is chief media officer, film producer, logistics and communications manager, occasional decision maker and general team spare whenever required. I'm also expected to cut a few bunches of grapes ceremoniously before passing round the traditional Swiss glass of white wine to toast the health of the vintage, which also enables me to thank everyone for their effort and support on the day, as well as throughout the season. As I meet with harvesters both new and returning, I'm able to explain how and why the Paradise Rescue Project was started. Standing in any part of that vineyard, it is easy to see the 12th century village church on the small hill to the west and our friends' villages and houses up the slope to the east. I explain that the reason for the project is to maintain a green buffer between the two, which sustains the rural culture and nature of our village. A brief history of how it all came about is usually received with a lot of understanding nodding heads and enthusiastic support. But everyone begins to understand that every day and every year that Paradise Rescue succeeds is a win-win for that community. Our mission is crystal clear. Back up at the house and property, also known as Paradise Rescued HQ, there is a hive of activity in and around the entrance to the winery. Whenever I talk with friends about owning a winery, their imagination rapidly conjures up a mental picture of, of a large building neatly filled with rows of vats and, uh, and a room full of barrels, which is just simply not the case. Our startup plan was to have a small functional winery. Don't get me wrong, making outstanding red wine requires a lot of skill, but the equipment required to make it all happen is remarkably simple and cost effective. Small stainless steel vats, our so-called micro-cuve, together with a few oak barrels, are a powerful duo, supplemented by several small hand tools for different winemaking operations. Outside the winery doors, leading away from the Paradise Rescue property and to our westerly neighbour's old farmhouse, is the new Merlot Vineyard. This vineyard comprises the small, now 61-year-old block of vines that we recovered from their near-death experience back in 2011 with patient and loving recovery by Pascal, our vigneron. Higher up the slope, bordering the winery, is the new Merlot parcel of vines that one can barely call babies any longer as they have made such an impressive and vigorous start to their careers already producing small but restricted quantities of high-quality certified organic fruit. Their impressive health is in stark contrast to other third-party vineyards all around them who receive a different kind of love and viticultural model. Back in 2011, this land was a broken-down mess of old semillon vines that had fallen into serious disrepair. This so-called Phoenix Project 
is a testament to the business model, tactical planning, and clear vision that preceded its implementation. As the harvest team finishes their work, they happily return carrying the last grapes in their cagette baskets up to the winery. Vigneron Pascal is the last to return, having carried out one final inspection of the Cabernet Franc vineyard. As she returns to the property, she allows herself a quick stop for a drink and chat before convening a quick leadership team meeting with myself and Albain, her daughter and Team Paradise Rescued winemaker, as well as our organic viticultural advisor. Together, we review the fruit just picked before agreeing on the strategy for vinification. Then Pascal goes to work again, checking every detail twice over, and then finally sitting down to the harvest meal that the catering team has prepared in the kitchen. Pascal organises the whole day from the first croissant to the last scoop of ice cream and everything in between. When visitors and media come to the winery, they always remark on Pascal's energy, attention to detail and love for what she does. She looks after her vines as if they were her children, is a popular observation. Pascal doesn't have a job. She has an incredible passion. As you can hear from my narration, there is a fair amount of emotion in my voice in that. And I'm yeah, always completely humbled by the, the contribution and the, the commitment, and, and you know, passion is the right word, that goes into making um, an almost improbable organization, one of the smallest vineyards in the world, a success. And um, in part, some of that is because of the model they work with and also through the individual contributions of those individuals. And mission, vision and passion all work together. It very much is a trifecta for success. And I hope that that little story and, and what we've talked about in, in this podcast has delivered a powerful message for us. Um, Mission, vision, passion are very powerful concepts which, when combined, do give that real edge, that trifecta for success. And I would like to challenge you as the listener to, to reflect maybe on those three and to look, maybe work out where, where your, yourself, where your, your family, where your business or volunteer organisation might score on a range, say, from zero to ten. Um, in those three categories. Um, I also reflect a little bit at the moment with a world that is confronted with um, really an, something very invisible and hard to describe. And, and that's bringing, I know from the conversations I've had this weekend, a lot of angst and fear and, and nervousness about it. And when I look at mission, vision and passion, um, it's that sense of... of of purpose, which is starting with business and with families to to ebb a little. And that interacts then on, on the passion. So the commitment to whatever you've decided for your life and direction starts to, to flow away a bit. And then whatever you've got there is your vision, that future, that picture that you want to achieve, suddenly seems less believable. 
And right now, I believe we need to get back into that space of, of working out exactly what is our mission and our vision so that we can rekindle that passion and bring it back full, full corner to address uh, where we're going. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and I hope it's got you thinking a bit about what you could, would or should be doing and you give a little time to reflect on that. In forthcoming podcasts, we'll talk more, a lot more about uh, visions in particular about uh, picture visions and why they're so important. My name is David Stannart. I'm the Vision Guy. I thank you very much for listening. Thank you.